Here's what's coming up on today's show. What may change is that if some of these sellers opt to reduce a commission and not pay a buyer, a buyer's agent commission, that buyer's going to have to pay the buyer's agent commission. Buying or selling real estate can be stressful. After all, it's not any old house we're talking about. It's your home. When it's time to buy or sell, turn to Colleen Benson and the Benson Broker Group with Keller Williams. Get answers to your real estate questions and put your search in capable hands. It's time for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson. Welcome back to Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson. All right, Colleen, for this portion of the program, I wanted to kind of dissect something. It's a little heavier than I think we normally get into here <laughs> on the show. But it is something that I actually saw in national headlines this week that other people may have also seen over the last couple of weeks, I should say. And so kind of just wanted to, it's a little, it's a little heavy. It's, it's got a lot of moving parts here. It, it, mm-hmm. It's anytime we're talking court cases, right? And no matter what right. the subject is. Lawsuits, can, class action. Yeah, mm-hmm. it gets a little like uh, over your head a little bit. So I'm hoping we can just kind of clarify these things and just get your sure. perspective on it a little bit. So a uh, quick synopsis of this uh, one particular article article that kind of recaps the issue that's been going on. Um, A Missouri court found that the National Association of Realtors and two major brokerage firms, uh, one of which happened to be Keller Williams, another one, Mm -hmm. Home Services of America, they found them liable for, and we're talking about the big national organization, so not like your company was in court, Colleen. Yeah, Uh, sure. Well, they go after the deepest pockets, and Keller Williams is the number one real estate company in the world. So, no, of course. Mm -hmm. This is something that's going to affect everybody, so it's not Mm -hmm. really a put down on those particular companies they're just who got caught up in the in the lawsuit part of this but anyway they found them liable for conspiring which sounds very dramatic uh, to maintain high commission rates resulting in 1.8 billion dollars in damages which is a decision that challenges the long-standing real estate commission structure uh, while NAR, the National Association of Realtors, and the involved brokerages plan to appeal, the case does spotlight this ongoing debate over whether home sellers should be required to pay the buyer's agent commission, which yeah. the plaintiffs argue inflates costs unfairly. Um, the verdict amidst other lawsuits that are out there and the Department of Justice investigation that's going on signals potential shifts in industry practices, although immediate changes in commission negotiation and real estate transactions remain certainly uncertain. There's still a lot to figure out here. So first of all, that's sort of the breakdown of everything. So let's talk a little bit about commission structures. This court case put a spotlight on that, again, traditional structure in real estate. Can we explain how these commissions work, Colleen? Yeah, so so when when we list a home, we uh, we negotiate a a list price and a commission. And the standard commission across the nation is 6%, which then we pay a cooperative broker commission to the buyer's agent. And that standard of practice has been around for 100 years. I mean, that's just how it works. And then the the seller's agent um, co-ops with the buyer's agent, and they split the commission. And so what this lawsuit is about is about that buyer's commission and that the sellers shouldn't have had to pay that buyer's commission. And really, I mean, if the consumer's speaking and we need to do business differently, I think that, you know, that that's the consumer speaking. And if we want things to change, we need to adapt. We need to maintain our relationships and our professionalism and keep our businesses moving forward. 
things change. This might come, granted, there's going to be a lot of appeals and this is going to go on for a very long time. So I'm not anticipating changes in the next six months, six to 12 months. However, we need to start considering what that might look like, how that commission structure does end up changing for the industry. All right. So that's helpful. So with the, I don't know, I guess, are there, we don't expect any immediate changes. Could you see something down the line where eventually buyers are having to pay more out of pocket perhaps for? Yeah. So, and and the way it's set up right now, it helps buyers get into homes. I mean, they have to come up with their down payment and their closing costs. If they had to pay a 3% realtor fee, how many more people would not be able to afford to buy a home. And so the way it's been structured has always been a, a, you know, 30 years that I've been doing this, it's always been this way. This is just the practice. This is the professional practice of the industry, but industry impact, what I'm telling my agents right now, and I've told them this for a long time, it's very important when you When you work with a buyer, a buyer hires you to be their agent. So somebody calls and says, hey, I want to buy a house. And we say, sure, we will show you some homes. Here's a lender, you know, go through all of the buyer standards of practice with our buyer and do that consult. And then we say, hey, we'd like to be your realtor of choice. Would you be willing to sign a contract saying that we represent you? on the purchase of your home and they say yes and they sign it and in that contract it shows that they get paid out of the commission their commission is paid out of the closing so nothing is out of pocket to the buyer what may change is that if some of these sellers opt to reduce a commission and not pay a buyer a buyer's agent commission that buyer's going to have to pay the buyer's agent commission so that's like the total scenario but in reality what i see coming sooner than that is just another line of disclosure. Um, When we're in our listing appointments, we need to disclose to the seller, hey, if you want to take a 3%, if you want to negotiate a 3% listing commission, that does not allow me to pay that buyer's agent. And therefore, it might really affect the MLS is what I'm thinking. That MLS, that entity where we put our listings up and we offer these co-ops, that may go away eventually. Short term, I just think it means we're going to have to have those conversations with our sellers and really explain why charging them a 6% then we're able to co-op with those buyer's agents out there. That's how I think it's going to go. Yeah, (laughs) it's interesting prediction. And and I I feel like it'll probably be, you know, eight years before we find out if your prediction is... (laughs) Yeah, we'll both be retired by then. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Oh, I'll I'll definitely take you up on that. I'll I'll retire in eight years for sure. Oh, that sounds... I'm definitely going to take your deal. Um, So I think that's really interesting. Now, one uh, concern that I thought was interesting that was raised in this article is that the market could become less inclusive if buyers are burdened with those additional costs for representation. And it's like the first time home buyers are going to be really put out if something like this occurs. Exactly. Um, I mean, that's the big concern here. It is a big concern, but buyers want to buy a home and, you know, they save for their down payment. So I think that the commission will then somehow get structured into the deal, just like it always, you know, we structure closing costs into the deal. And so it's going to work out. This isn't as big a deal as some people are making it. Um, I like every other email in 
my in my emails is is something to do with this um, letter from NAR, letter from KWRI, which is Keller Williams Realty International. You know, here's the frequently asked questions. This is what you should be having these conversations with your agents, with your market center, with your clients, with your sellers, with your buyers. Um, but the market inclusivity is definitely a concern. And if the MLS goes away, the multiple listing service just goes away. I feel like big companies like Keller Williams, and this is why I don't break out, break off and be an independent brokerage on my own, because I get this big umbrella of Keller Williams for protection in situations like this. And, um, and really all that legal protection is really nice to have. So if Keller Williams ended up having its own multiple listing service, then we would be doing that just with other Keller Williams agents. And that kind of goes back to, I think like in the seventies, they kind of did that sort of thing where we only market and sell our company listings. Oh, okay. Yeah. That could, I don't think that's really going to happen. I think that the industry has evolved professionally to a point, you know, where we're not, we're not sorry to say, but used car salesmen, we're, we're an industry of professionals that, um, that care about our consumers, care about their voice, um, their home ownership goals, um, building the American dream of home ownership, um, building wealth through land ownership. And, you know, as if we're focused on that, I feel that there's an opportunity through all of this to, do business differently and keep everything moving forward to be a win for the consumers and the professional. As always, you view a challenge as an opportunity. <laughs> I to do. Make the most out of it. So I think that's, I think that's great. Well, uh, thank you for your analysis and feedback on that article. If anybody wants to check out more information about that, certainly just uh, pretty easy to look it up. Just look up real estate, uh, you know, lawsuit or something. It'll be the first news article that probably pops up for you. So you can go read more about it. But yeah, it sounds like before we see any immediate impact, some more time is certainly going to pass. And in the meantime, you know, business as usual, we do, we have a standard of practice um, for following all the legal um, whether it's state or national as being a member of the National Association of Realtors um, ethics and what we need to do to represent both our sellers and buyers in the best possible way possible and um, make sure we're, we've got that enhanced professionalism as always. So um, as those questions keep coming, uh, I do enjoy kind of trying to navigate around it and seeing. I'm, I'm pretty sure you're probably going to use this clip as, a, as our podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so hopefully I said the right things. But as far as I know, I, I've done a lot of research and that's how it's going to shake out. The Keeping It Real Estate Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most major podcasting apps. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Just search for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson on your favorite app to find us. Or you can find subscribe links, listen to past episodes, check out the show notes and other great resources, including ways to contact the show and Colleen by visiting keepingitrealestatepodcast.com. That's keepingitrealestatepodcast.com. Did you know that Colleen Benson also has a radio show? 
Tune in to the Keeping It Real Estate radio show, Saturdays and Sundays at 1 p.m. on AM 1220 and 104.3 FM KSLM.